All right. All right. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is September 21st, 2023 and week 242. If you're new around here, welcome to join the midst of the storm. We like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about God's timing and his timing doesn't align with our timing. But as soon as we learn to get with the program, things will be just fine. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. Let us go into a before we get into it tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you first and foremost, Lord, for being who you are, Lord. We thank you for being a God that loves us, a God who cares, Lord. We thank you for uh, continuing to pour out blessings upon us, Lord, continuing to uh, just do good things for us, Lord. We understand we don't deserve it. By your, uh, because of your grace and mercy, Lord, because of your love, your compassion, Lord, because of your long-suffering, with us, Lord, you continue to just help us, Lord. You continue to be there in a time of need. Lord, help us to be more like you. Help us to do these things for one another, Lord. Help us to begin to consider each other, Lord, to begin to pray for one another, to begin to um, reach out to one another and actually do things for each other, Lord. Help us to just see you. Lord, we're praying that you would increase you and that we would all decrease. Lord, we're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life, continually remind us that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. Lord, we're praying for the Bible study tonight that your word would go forth, that it would be something said that would help all of us, that would, just, that it would keep us running this race with patience. So Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Good evening to everyone out there. It feels really good. I'm excited tonight. We do have <laughs> It hasn't been that long, but uh, when you go through a struggle, uh, it always <laughs> seems longer than what it really is when you, whenever you go through a struggle in life. And so uh, we are grateful to have Melvin back with us on these Bible studies. He makes the everything that you see, uh, what you hear, he makes those things possible, and it is not an easy job. So uh, we are grateful to have Melvin back tonight. So um, definitely want to be back. <laughs> the Bible tells us to give honor where honor is due. So we are grateful for that. And we're always giving honor to God because without him, none of us would be here. <laughs> There's none of us, nothing would be possible without him. And so we all uh, desire to give honor to God. So tonight we're, we're going to talk about God's timing because uh, th this is just something that was laid on my mind, laid on my heart um, because I know that many of us are working on goals. 
Um, we are trying to achieve many different things in this life. And of course, oftentimes we, we want the process to speak. Uh, we, want, we want things to happen a certain way. We want things to go according to the plan that we have thought out in our minds. And we say, well, this seems like it's a good direction to head in. This seems like it's a good plan. Um, and we're, we're hoping things go in that direction. But uh, has another plan. Um, and sometimes that plan seems to catch us off guard. Sometimes that plan seems to uh, cause some sleepless nights. Sometimes that plan seems to uh, cause us to spend some extra money that we didn't think we had to spend, cause, um, purchase some things we didn't think we had to purchase, cause us to do some things we didn't think we had to do. But through it all, God continues to show himself mighty um, because, you know, honestly, it is best his way. Doesn't always feel that way, doesn't always seem that way, but it it is always best that he has a plan. Uh, my mind goes to Jesus as he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he prayed unto God and he told God, Look, it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, look. Regardless of what I'm asking for, Lord, I still want your will to be done. You know, that, that's a powerful prayer. If we can get to that type of prayer in our lives, look, we can pray for what it is that we're desiring, but that prayer, we can make our request known unto God. But at the end of that prayer, if we say, Lord, just have your way, let your will be done. Help me to accept what you desire for my life. Look, we, we, we are people to be reckoned with. At that point, if we can, we are people that nothing can hold us back. Once we're moving in the plan of God, moving in the will of God, there's nothing that can hold us back. So I want to look at some things tonight. Coming from the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews 10 and 37. Let's see what that says when you get it, Melvin. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. For yet a little while, and he that come will come and he will not wait. God's timing. For yet a little while, and he that shall come, look, he's coming. You know, Jesus told his disciples, he said, when the Son of Man returns, he find faith. Is he going to find faith? No, he's coming. He's coming. They, they were asking, Lord, what, what are the signs going to be of your coming? Look, what, tell us what to look out for. And we know he told them all different types of things. Earthquakes and diverse places. Look, he, he told things. And he's coming. But it's going to take place during his time. Now, we're not just talking about Jesus returning to the earth. Look, I need Jesus to return in my situations right now. Uh, look, uh, yeah, 
him to return uh, in the rapture or whatever the case may be, however God does this thing, however he comes back to get us to go back to heaven. I'm waiting for that. But there's some things I need before that happens. Look, if God waits another week before he raptures us out of here, I need in my situations. Every situation that I have going on, look, if, if he does not return and help me to wake up in the morning, even just this morning, I would think, Lord, I thank you for waking me up uh, by the grace of God. <laughs> look, it, it feels good when you actually wake up when you're supposed to. When you actually say, you know what, I'm going to get up on time. I'm going to get up early like I need to. It feels good when you actually do that. And I couldn't help but to thank God because if it were up to Tony, I'd still be in the bed now. <laughs> I'd oversleep. So long to the point where somebody says he's dead. That, that's what's happening. People are sleeping for so long because if we wake up, then they won't say we're deceased. But because we oversleep, because it's going to take God to wake us up, but because we oversleep, somebody. They just kept sleeping and they never woke up again. So I thank God that he woke me up. to. I know that's something we hear people say all the time. But at what point does it really mean something to us? At what point are we really appreciative? At what point do we look around us and the people that wake up around us? Do we say, Lord, I thank you for waking these people up? Not just about me. See, I'm, I'm trying to get the people of God to start thinking about other people around us, the people we're in contact with, God's people throughout the world, even if you don't. You know, God has people throughout this world. Can we start praying for them? Can we start thanking God for them? Look, it's his timing. And I truly believe it's God's timing. That we get to a different level that we start considering one another. Because I'm thankful that God woke me up today. But I also have to wake up and thank God that he woke up my wife, that he woke up uh, the, the people of God, people at the church. I'm thankful that God woke up more than just me. It's more than just about me. I just finished talking about how I'm grateful that God brought Melvin back to the Bible study. I'm grateful he woke him up this morning. At some point, we've got to move to these type of thoughts. I truly believe our lives got more for us once we get to this place. So he said, yet a little while. And he that shall come will come. As I said, look, I want God to do some things in my life right now. He definitely talk about heaven and, and, and I'm telling you, I truly believe it'll be a great time. But we need God to do some stuff for us in this life. There's somebody right now talking about how they're hungry. <laughs> somebody whose stomach is running close to empty. <laughs> and you need God to do something for you. Even if you have food in your refrigerator, you need God's strength to be able to work your way. I don't care if you crawl, however you get there, you need God's strength to work your way. 
You need God's strength to open your mouth, to put food in your mouth, to chew your food, for the food to go down through all of the passages and through the channels that it has to get into your stomach. And you need God's strength to break down the food for all the processes, for the acid to release in your body. And then look, we need God's strength tonight. It's God's timing. I'm, if you look, I, I, I love the things that God has did with our body. Do you understand how much has to go right for you to digest one simple? There's so much that has to go right. There are chemicals. Uh, sometimes uh, people, when we when we're hungry and somebody shows us the food or we smell the food or we just see the food on TV or whatever it is, there are processes going on even in our mouth before the food. Oh, mouth getting watery. Somebody said they made my mouth watery. <laughs> Your mouth has been filled with some type of chemicals, some type of acids to break that, to help you break down the food, to start the digestion process. These are things that God is we're not even thinking about them. None of us have. Now, I, I, true, I don't believe any of us have said, you know what? Let me release some chemicals in my mouth so I can start the di- digestion process. I don't believe any of us have said that. But do you realize it was God's timing? Mouth water. That was God's time. He provided something for you. I'm telling you, we need him to do some things for us right now. Look, I thank God that he stops that process from happening. Look, your mouth will be watering all day, all day long. People will be wondering what's wrong with them. If God didn't intervene and stop that process from happening after you finally eat, he stops that process from happening. See, there's so much that God has to do for us for things to work properly. There's so much. I'm looking for him to come. I'm looking for him to show up every day. Every single day, I'm looking for him to show up. And you know, just as he did, just as he said, Jesus, just as he said to the leper, heal, the one that returned, he said, you know, There were nine others who were healed. Why didn't they come back and say thank you? Why didn't they come back and give God thanks for his timing, for his grace, for his mercy? It is is time. God is waiting for us to give thanks to him. For these small things, we call them small. For these small things, this is what God is waiting on. Is his timing. And he's only going to give you a certain amount of time to get to these points. To get to this level, he's only giving us a certain amount of time. That's what happened with the children of Israel down in uh, the wilderness after God brought them out of Egypt. God gave them 40 years. Now, when I say that, I want you to know he didn't give everybody 40 years. See, some of those people didn't make it the full 40 years. Some of them made it far less time than 40 years. 
Many of them were overthrown in the wilderness. See, it's his timing. I look, my God, some of those people were in good health. Some of those people had good health. But due to God's timing, some of those people had to leave. See, it is solely, it is 100% because of him that we're still here. So he's expecting some things from us, and we've got to do it. I, I thank God that he helped me to wake up and understand his timing a little bit better than what I used to. Because in the past, I would tell people, oh, you know, I'm young. I, I can do that. When they bring up God and getting right and getting saved, I say, oh, you know what? I'll do that on my time. That's what I was saying. I'll do that on my terms when I feel like, when I get ready. But little did I know, brother, you're living on God's time. On what people call borrowed time. God allotted you a little bit of time. He is allowing us to live a little bit of time. And after a while, the expiration date is going to show up. See, it's already written. We just don't know what it is. You know, uh, whenever you get certain packages of food or some, some type of beverage, a lot of times we'll be looking all over. We'll be trying to find where is the expiration date. I feel like sometimes they put it in a place they don't want you to find it. <laughs> they make you go through a, a hard trying to find the expiration date. But after a while, after you keep searching and you diligently seek it, you'll find the expiration date. It, it might be kind of faded out, but you'll find it. You say, man, this thing goes out in a couple of days. That's why they didn't want, they didn't want you to find it. <laughs> God has an expiration date on our lives. And we're looking around. We're, we're going through this life and we don't know exactly where it is yet. But as we keep going, that date will just pop up. It's according to his timing. He told us in one place, he said, his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. He's trying to tell us his timing is not ours. His timing is not ours. So many people who are frustrated with how things are going in their life. And I, God knows I've been there. And even at times, I'm still there. Certain things I might not like about what's going on in my life. But once I come to myself, realize, Tony, you're on God's timing. He has you in this place for a particular reason. I might not understand all the answers. I'm not the smartest man ever. I'm not the smartest man alive. Not even close. But once I begin to understand your own God. Some people can look at certain things about my life and say, well, Tony, you should have been here. You should have been there by now. But I have to remind them and myself, hold on, but I'm on God's time. I'm on God's time. You know, Abraham, when we look at Abraham, 
a child at 100 years old, the child that God promised him, somebody could have looked at his life and said, man, why would y'all just do this before now? What? what? Hold on. This man wanted to, but it was God's timing. So I use that example to say there are things that you change. But God might not want you to change those things just yet. And he has a a great reason why that he's going to reveal in time. But if we can get to the point where we tell ourselves, what happened? Look, I'm on God's time. This is God's time. Look, if somebody pulls out in front of you, I know we get frustrated. I know we get upset. We want to run them off the road. Now, I hope we don't do it. (laughs) But I know sometimes people make you so upset. But if we would just tell our time, if they slow you down, so look, I'm on God's timing. Look, if you show, (laughs) I might not need to tell you to do that. If you show up to work late (laughs) and your boss asks you, look, where have you been? You look, you might need to say you're on God's timing in your head, but you might not need. Look, I don't want you to get fired now. Just tell them, look, I'll, I'll do better. I'll, I'll do better. I'm trying to do better. Don't tell them, look, I'm on God's time. I'm not on yours. Look, <laughs> I don't want you to lose your job. <laughs> I don't want you to lose your job. But the reality, our boss, my boss, our boss, look, if you're the boss, <laughs> we're on God's time. That's the reality. We can make whatever plan we want. We can make whatever plan we want. But if God says otherwise, you know, I I know none of us expected COVID to take place. And and people have debated and and, uh, talked and did whatever tests and surveys and studies or whatever else they wanted to do. And you can tell me, or you can tell me it was real, or you can tell me whatever your opinion is. But the reality is, it shut the world down. It changed things in ways that we have never seen before. And that was according to God's time. It was according to his plan. So even though there were, there were a lot of bad that came of it, I believe a lot of people truly got saved during that time. As a result of being sick, a lot of people got saved. See, God takes every bad thing and turns it into good. Now, it's bad according to our eyes, but God takes these things and turns them into good. So he said, he that shall come, he's coming. He is coming. Lord, I'm I'm patiently waiting, and sometimes I'm impatiently waiting. We might as well be honest. But Lord, I'm trying to patiently wait on you to intervene. Because I need you in my I need you in everything around. Look, God, I need you every time I go outside to turn on the car. I need you. (laughs) God, if you don't turn that car home. I'll be in trouble. I'll be calling the mechanic. <laughs> and he'll be trying to figure it out. 
and figure it out. I'm praying, Lord, help him figure it out. <laughs> we need him to come. I'm telling you, we need God to come. Every time we turn on the light, we need God to show up. He that shall come. He said he is the light of the world. The light bulb isn't the light of the world. God is the light of the world. He just lets the light bulb borrow. (laughs) Borrow some capabilities from him. So we need him. He that shall come will come. So, Melvin, I want to. Let's uh, let's go to chapter three. Same book, chapter three, and let's start around fifteen. While it is said today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. Mm-hmm. For some, when they had heard did provoke. Howbeit, not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. While it is today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. Now, I actually meant to pick up one other thing. Before I had you come back to chapter three, I meant to stay in that chapter, but that's all right. Um, you know what? We we got time. Let, let's go back over there. We we've got time. Back over to chapter ten where we were, and go up to verse thirty-five. Say back to chapter ten, Hebrews ten and thirty-five. Cast not away, therefore, which hath great recompense of reward. Now this is one of my favorite scriptures because sometimes it becomes. Easy. Uh, my pastor actually was just talking about that last night. How sometimes fear causes people to give God. Fear causes you to cast away your confidence in God. It causes you to lose your patience in God. And so at that point, we then get out of his will. We start to make decisions we shouldn't make. We talked. I don't remember if it was on in the Zoom Bible studies, but we talked about King David and how he um, he began to look at all of the wars that were taking place, all of the fights that were coming upon him. And so he then told Joab, go and number the people. And Joab tried to, you know, all of the people that we have, God, he still doubles those people. He triples those people. He makes these people even more. If we only have two, God makes us like makes it as if it's two hundred, as if it's two thousand, as if as if it's two million. God multiplies these people. Go and count how many people we have. But David, out of just in the condition that he was in in that moment, out of the fear, out of whatever it was that came over him, he went through the process of numbering those people. God was upset with him. He casted away his confidence in that moment. He lost his confidence in God in that moment. And then he began to look at what they could do. This is a dangerous thing because he that shall come. Look, 
He's coming. Read verse 36 for us, Mel. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. Mm-hmm. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come. Lord, I thank you for promising to be there for us. He has promised that he would never leave us. Jesus told us, he said, look, I'll be with you to the end of the world. I'll be with you always. He promised to give us a comforter that would continue to be with us to the end of the world. No matter what, my God, you know, there are situations that we find ourselves in. And look, (laughs) walking outside, if me and you, if we're outside walking or whatever, (laughs) and a lion shows up, look, look, there's no need for me to talk to you. I'm not going to say, all right, praise the Lord, brother. Praise the Lord, sister. (laughs) my first instinct is look I've got to get out of here that's the first instinct is to get out of there you know the Holy Ghost though he promised us that no matter what situation you find yourself in it can be a lion there a bear it can be a tiger the Holy Ghost is going to stay there with you. There can be someone with a gun. There can be someone with a bomb. Look, if somebody shows up with a bomb strapped on them, it's time to run. <laughs> it's time to get away from that person. But the Holy Ghost said, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to stick it out with you. I'm going to be right there with Look. Through sickness and in health. That look, that's what people uh, uh say in their vows. That's what people say when they get married, through through uh health or whatever, through poverty, all types of circumstances and conditions. People say that, but we find that doesn't always happen. Look, sometimes when the money gets short, somebody said, Well, I gotta find me somebody else because <laughs> you said we were gonna have some money. Sign up for this. But the Holy Ghost, God promised. He said, look, whether you're poor, you're rich, whether you're sick, whether you're in, uh, um, whether you're in a life or death situation, God still promised. To, he said, don't lose your confidence. Don't lose your confidence. We just need some patience because he's coming. Lord, help us to hold on while you're coming. We might know you're but because of the lion that's there, we say, I've got to get out of here. We've been taught so much in school, flight or fight, fight or flight, however that saying goes. We've been taught that. So we know, look, I need to run. I need to get out of here. But with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. Let's read. Let's finish this chapter out, Mel. Now the just shall live by faith. Mm -hmm. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in them. Now, if 
and shall draw back my soul shall have no pleasure in him. He that shall come will come, and he's not going to keep waiting. We're in a place tonight that God is on the way. He's on the way. But is he going to find faith? I asked that question earlier. Is he going to find faith when he gets here? Is he going to find us believing that he's going to help our situation? Uh, um, I don't know was, but some time ago, a person came on the live stream and they began to ask for um, people to donate a kidney. And I remember telling that person, look, I'm not praying that God blesses with a kidney donor. I'm praying that God restores the kidney that this person. Now, to me, that seemed like we should want that type of thing. We should want to not to have to go through a surgery. We should want to uh, whatever's already within us, that it will stay there and God just restore it. That sounds like the best alternative to me. But that person, you know, you, you must not understand. And they begin to tell me, you, you must not get it. Once this kidney is destroyed, there's no coming back. But, you know, God is looking. He's coming to find out. Do you believe that he can do these things? Do you have faith that he's coming? When he gets there, he's going to purify. He's going to cleanse. He's going to restore. He's going to heal. Do we believe these things? He's coming. But once he gets here, is he going having faith? There was a man um, um, who has sent out his servants. Um, actually, I think I'm, I'm mixing up that story with, with another man who's, um, who, well, yeah, his servant was sick. But the, 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 the sticks out in my mind. He said, you don't even have to come under my roof. You don't even have to come back to the house and, and touch the servant because Jesus offered to go and touch his servant. He said, you don't have to do all that. Lord, just speak the word. He said, I haven't found faith like this throughout the entire Israel. This is what he's coming for. He's coming for somebody who believes this. These crazy things, <laughs> because somebody's going to call us crazy for things. He's coming back for somebody who's crazy enough to believe he's a healer, to believe he's a restorer, to believe that no matter what we see going on around us, to believe is a way maker. That's what he's coming back for. So now he says here in 38, he said, the just shall live by faith. Is he going to find faith? The just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, he said, my soul shall in him. God does not want his people to turn back. I've had many conversations with, with people who think once you get saved, once you declare that you have faith, once you believe, once you've gotten baptized and once you've received the Holy Ghost, 
the church and started doing all these things. There are people who believe you. there is no such thing as turning back. But the word declares it is. The word declares there's no such thing as being saved. Once you got saved, you're forever saved. He tells us, right? He said, there are people that are going to turn back. Look, we know there are people who start out on fire. And after a while, they find themselves, they've lost that passion. They've lost the zeal. They've lost everything that they have. Run so hard. Pick us up in verse 39, Mill. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. He said, We're not like them. There is a group of them. Back. But we are of them who we're continuing on to hope. We're continuing on following God. We're going to continue believing in him, knowing he's coming. It's taking him some time because it's his timing. It's taking him some time. Lord, we've been sick longer than we expected. Lord, we've been in this condition longer than we've expected. Lord, we've been in this financial situation longer than we've expected. Lord, we've been in whatever it is longer than we expected, Lord, but you're coming. He's, he's holding on for those. You know, when we went back to chapter three, this is what Paul, who we believe the writer is, this is what he was dealing with in chapter three. Today, you need to make up in your mind that you're going to keep going. Don't be as those people in the wilderness. They turn back. They turn back. They couldn't wait on God. You know what? Let, let's go. Let's go, Melvin, to, to the book of Numbers, chapter 20. Numbers chapter 20. Yeah, let's pick up chapter 20 and verse 1. We got a little time left, so let, let's look. Let's go and look at what happened with these people. Now, this is what Paul was referring to in Hebrews three, but now I want to go back here and actually read some of this. Numbers twenty. Let's see what verse one says. Then came the children of Israel, even the whole congregation, into the desert in the first month, and the people abode in Kadesh, and Miriam died there and was buried there. And there was no water for the congregation, and they gathered themselves together and against Moses and against Aaron. Mm -hmm. And the people chode and spake, saying, Would God that we had died when our brethren died before the Lord? Mm -hmm. And why have you brought up the congregation of the Lord into this wilderness that we and our cattle should die there? And wherefore have you made us to come up out of Egypt to in unto this evil place? It is no place of seed or of figs or of vines or of pomegranates, neither is there any water to drink. Lord, help us. Lord, help us not to fall back. 
when you come, when you come in our situation, Lord, help us to have faith. See, these people are finding themselves in a situation. Moses' sister has Moses' sister has died. And they find themselves without water. And so now they're looking at, man, we're on our way to die. You know, it's something. It look, it, things become serious when you watch some around, someone around you pass. And you start thinking about, man, that could have been me. You start thinking, look, I'm next. They find themselves without water. They find themselves, people around them dying. And they say, but why would God bring us out here? See, they're in a position now where he's coming, but he's not coming as fast as they would like. And they find themselves not having faith in him. Not God. Now they're questioning him. They're doubting him. They're saying we should have stayed in Egypt. Look, you know, whenever I read these things, I see so much of us in them. I see how we are the same people. How God saves us from things that were worse. And sure enough, we go through some hard times. Sure enough, we go through some tests, some trials and tribulations. And trials and tribulations, we forget how much we used to praise God for where he brought us from. We, we, look, we are people who God has blessed us. And we'll, we'll pray for jobs. We'll pray for families. We'll pray for a lot of things in life. And when we get it, then we start to become bitter about it. Look, we'll pray. Look, women will pray for God to bless them, their hair to grow. And look, now when it's time to manage the hair, we say, oh, Lord, I got to do my hair again. Then we start thinking, oh, maybe I should just cut it all off. The, hold on, the same thing we just prayed for, though. Thing that we were thanking God for, now it's become a burden to us. It's so much of us shown in them. Look, I, I need to cut my hair right now. But I never need to get to the place where I'm saying, God, this is, I, I'm so sick of having. I'm so sick of having to do this. I'm sick of having to wash it after I cut it. Then I got to put this in it. Then I got to. I don't need to get to that place. Because God can turn around and say, you know what, Tony, well, you'll just go balls. How about that? Won't you like that? <laughs> See, we must appreciate the thing, especially when we've been praying for these, these things. Especially when we've been hoping for these things. He 
when he gives us the things we're asking for, when he blesses us, will we still have the faith or will we have fallen back? Will we have changed our minds about the things that we wanted God to do for us? That's where they find. Now their minds are, look, they were down there praying. God told Moses before Moses went down, he said, look, I've heard their cries by reason of their taskmasters. Look, I've heard their cry. Like, over 400 years, they've been down here crying and praying. And now God delivers them 400 years of slavery. And now here they are. After God is blessed, after they've sang songs, thanking God for how he blessed them. Oh, how I got, oh, how I've got over. Oh, how he singing all these songs because he lives. I can face tomorrow singing all these songs. I get joy when I think about what he done for me. And now, though, the joy is gone. The joy is gone. So, you know, I, I see more now. She told us to rejoice. Rejoice. Because sometimes the circumstances cause us to lose that joy that we feel, that happiness that we felt. So he said, we need to rejoice. We, we got to go back and find that. We got to get back. What we put down, he said, cast not away. Therefore, your joy, your confidence in God. So they find themselves hungry, thirsty. People are dying. And now that God is examining them, he's coming and examining them. They're saying, man, we should have never came out of here. We don't want to be here. And Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And they fell upon their faces and the glory of the Lord appeared unto them. And the, Lord, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Rod, and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes, and it shall give forth his water, and thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock. So thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts drink. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him, and Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock, and he said unto them, Hear now, ye rebels, must we fetch, yes, must we fetch you water out of this rock? Look, these people have got Moses. <laughs> Moses said, Hear now, ye rebels. Look, Moses, <laughs> these people must have went to Ole Miss, man. <laughs> he said, Hear now, <laughs> ye rebels. You guys have been rebelling against God. You are fighting with God. So that now that, look, they're going to, Moses is going to get in trouble now. Look, we, we cannot allow somebody else to frustrate us so much that we fall out of the will of God ourselves. That we stop doing what we should. 
because of how upset they've made us. Look, sometimes people get upset, get so upset at someone else. They go to cursing. You've got to get strong enough. Find some other way. Look, say I'm going to get out of this situation. I'm going to whatever it is that we have to do. Because people can push you so much that you start sinning. Moses finds himself. Now, I can tell, but we already see it from what he said. He said, you guys are rebels. Moses is with this from the moment he got out here. I can understand why he's frustrated. Because God sent him. Moses didn't volunteer to go down there. He tried to talk God out of going down there. All the while, these people are trying to kill him. He's trying to do everything he can to help them. And some people say it was about a million people. Now, look, that's a lot of people to deal with. It's hard enough to deal with five, ten people, 20 people. He's dealing with hundreds of people. Some even say up to a million. And now they've gotten him to this point. through it all are we going to wait on God to come the people couldn't do this they wouldn't wait on God so much so that Moses himself is going to find himself making a mistake go ahead for us Mel and Moses lifted up his hand with his rod he smote the rock twice and the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and also, mm-hmm. and their beasts also. Mm-hmm. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because ye believed me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore ye shall congregation into the land which I have given them. Now, I want you to look at that close because my time is just about out. God, God tells Moses. Speak to this rock. And out of this rock, my God, he said, out of your belly shall flow living. He said, speak to the rock. And out of this rock, I'll provide water. And Moses, because these people have gotten him upset, he said, look, you rebels. (laughs) I can hear him now. Nash, you're going to, you rebel, didn't even... And he hits the rock, though. And God's response to him was, because ye believe me not. Now, hold on. Moses believed in God. But he was disobedient. God, Moses hit the rock. And now God says, because ye believe me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. He said, you can't go to the promised land. See, when he comes, is he faith? Is he going to find belief? Is he going to find obedience? Is he going to find somebody obeying him when he comes? He's coming now. It might take him longer to come in our situation than we want, but he's coming. 
when he gets there, is he going to find us being disobedient? He said he, he doesn't want us to draw back. He's brought us out of Egypt. He's brought us into the church. We've gotten saved now. God has been changing us. He's been working and helping us. But at this point now, when something frustrates us, are we going to turn back? Is he going to find us in a state of disobedience when he gets here? So things were written, the Bible says, for our learning. So that we wouldn't make the same mistakes that they made. Now, Moses, he was a very meek man. And I'm not telling you he was lost um, because I don't believe. But we do see it was because of this mistake that he didn't make it to the promised land. And so we still can learn from this. We've got to continue to be obedient. So we've got to realize it. Timing is according to his plan. And he has a plan for us and we must follow that plan. So may God bless you. At this time, I'll turn it back into the hands of Melvin. I appreciate you guys as always. Thank you. Um, it's a good message as always. And first and foremost, I'm just glad my message, Tony, um, earlier. And I said, it seemed like it's been so long since I've been on the live stream. And it's only been, what, uh, three weeks? I've missed two weeks. Uh, I was in the process of moving, which that uh, can be a very daunting task. But thank the Lord that um, that is over. I thank him for even giving us and um, the situation that he's put us in. I'm always grateful to that. Uh, we do have a few comments to get to. Um, let's see. David says, praise the Lord, my brothers. Hope everyone is having a great day in the Lord Jesus. Sister Rosie says, praise the Lord. Uh, praise the Lord to you too. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Come back. Thank you so much. Um, again, I'm glad to be back. Chelsea says, praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to you. Uh, Alexandria says, praise God for the title. Definitely, definitely. Um, God's timing. Um, Jeremy says, amen. God is a way maker and he keeps his promises. Um, Kim says, uh, Casey says, Lord, help us. And um, no matter what situation I find myself in, I still need the Lord's help. I ran across a, um, a post on social media a few times. It says, don't forget that even at your best times, you still need God as desperately as you did during your worst time. So true. Um, Casey says, powerful study, my brothers. Glad you're back, bro, Melvin. And again, I'm glad to be back. So thank you guys um, to everyone that's commented, liked, and or shared the video. And for those who will listen on the podcast later on. And I would just like to say, um, he has done so much for me. Um, I remember it was Thanksgiving one year and we were attending this um, Sunday school and they went around the room and said, give something or someone or tell about something that you're thankful for. And um, the thing that I said is I'm thankful for the thing way and that they went God's way. Um, during the time, you know, I'm pretty upset, pretty bummed out because when we as humans like to make our plan, we like for it to go to the T. You know, um, I saw another post on social media where it had this guy and then he was looking at success and it was 
And, you know, that's what we like. We don't like any oppression, nothing like that. But then they had another panel and it said reality was it had all of these different zigzags, all of these different detours. You know, that's how you get to success. And um, I believe that God takes us through these things to show us us. You know, with Abraham having to wait so long to get his son and then God turned around and told, and told him to give him back. He knew that Abraham was going to be obedient, but Abraham needed to see for himself. And there's so many instances like that. So I'm just grateful for God's timing. And I think that is are all of the comments. So thank you have comments. We have David, David, Rosie, Kiara, Casey, Chelsea, Kim, Jeremy, and Alexandria. If I miss someone, I do deeply apologize, but I do think I've gotten everyone. So as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We would love to see you guys. There is always a and as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening live. And I will be there with another topic coming straight from the world. then you guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joystorm12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Thank you.